Hey, 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 it's MMA and beyond. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's been a week. I was away. Ray's been busy. Everything's going crazy here. Uh, I don't here. even know where I am right ha now. Happy to be back. Ray, I left. I was, I was in Florida. It was 93 degrees every day. I come back to good old Long Island. It's freezing outside, but you're still in shorts. You don't care. I couldn't care less. <laughs> I'm wearing shorts all year round. <laughs> That's just how that goes. Dr. Sherry, welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me. Always great to have you here. Lots of things going on, but first, of course, I want to say shout out to Onnit, Onnit the health and fitness juggernaut. Thank you so much. Make sure you check out onnit.com slash MMA beyond. That's onnit.com slash MMA beyond. If you already use Onnit, please use promo code MMA beyond. Lots of fights, lots of fights. I want to start start with the 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 law MMA. Sarah Longo team had some uh, had some fights the other night. I want to yes, hear how we it went. Did. I want to hear who did what. A lot a lot of a lot of inspiration in this team. I know I saw I saw some Instagram. I saw Charlie bomb with a belt around his waist. Must have been a good night, but yeah, Charlie was in a really crazy fight. His guy did not want to stand up with him, and he wanted to just butt scoot all over the ring and. Charlie almost lost his mind a couple of times, but he hung in there. And he, I think after the guy got hit once, he wanted nothing to do with Charlie. Sure. And then uh, I guess if he had a chance, and we don't even know what would have happened, but it was better for Charlie to stand up, even though a couple of times he jumped in there because he was so frustrated and just wanted to beat the crap out of the guy. But uh, Charlie comes away with a belt, which is great. He deserves it. Yeah, he's a brings a lot of people to the fights. He trains hard. He's a true psychopath, and uh, I thought he showed a lot of maturity in that fight because he didn't follow the guy down to the ground. Yeah, well, he was listening. He yeah. was listening. You know, that was it. Because if That's if he if nobody was, was yelling coachable. at him, I'm saying he's he's he in there in. and he either kills the guy down there or he gets you know he's exactly. he's got some problems. But uh, he was listening. But you could see he was he was uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was. Charlie, Charlie Campbell. Yeah, he was Charlie. He was, <laughs> Charlie he, was he was Charlie. all over the place. He was, you know, he had to put the brakes on at certain times. It was actually funny. And uh yeah, Justin Montalvo, big shocker to me, man. That was a shocker. Um, but I know he'll come back. He got uh TKO'd and uh yeah, it was a rough one. Uh he had a great camp. You know, he spars everybody in the gym. He's very well respected and uh great hands, great everything. Everybody yeah, gets caught, man. Yeah, that's it. And with the little gloves, uh you know, you might think you're invincible, but I think he makes that adjustment and he comes out better. Yeah, I believe it. Justin's always there, puts in the time. And again, everyone in the gym respects his work ethic, what he does. He goes with everyone. I know I've even in jujitsu and nogi, I've rolled with him a bunch. The yeah, kids, yeah, yeah. He, 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 he's, he's super helpful. I have no yeah. doubt that he'll bounce back. Yeah, he's going to do good. Uh, Adrian Del Rosario. Uh, lost a split decision. Thought he fought great. It was his first fight. I think his guy had a bunch of fights, and he weighed in five pounds under the weight limit, which is never uh, That's <laughs> something. That, I mean, he was on weight like three weeks ago. I said, well, why did we pick 135 for you? He weighed in at 130 or 131, and I think he's been there for the last three weeks. But right. he's that type of kid. He's yeah. squared away. He, he comes in. He works away. out hard. So he was making sure that weight thing wasn't an issue. But uh, he, he should never fight over 130. But he did great, man. He did just the way he spoiled. Another sparred. work ethic. He just, yeah, no, he was good. He, I think he, he, 
he was, uh, again, he fought the way he trains, and he just didn't get the nod. It was a split decision loss. He won the first round easy, and, you know, you probably could have given him the third round. And uh, that's it. But I think the size what made a great a huge, experience. Yeah, for yeah. Him. First fight, it was great. And the size made a, made a big difference in that fight. He looked like two weight classes <laughs> below him. And we had Damien. Damien. Damien, another guy, fought. Uh, are you uh, these guys like i got this is the first correction i'm making is that i'm gonna have tony ricci look at everybody tell them what weight they're fighting at and if they don't make that weight they're not fighting because another guy he wanted he won a championship damien did great won the first two rounds i thought convincingly convincingly and lost the third round but unanimous across the board 29 28 and again giving up size and weight you know and he was at 155 i mean all you have to do is look around the gym. We have huge 55-pounders in there. I mean, huge. Yeah. Big. You know, even Charlie's fought at 45, and so is wow, Dylan. And huge. those guys are huge. I wow. Mean, so we got to square that away. But Damien came out on top, man. He uh, he landed some big shots, and uh, I thought he easily controlled the first and second round. Wow. And Paula. Little Paula. Love Paula. Pulls wow. up. Little package of dynamite. She is, but man. so she was in an exhibition fight that was really a fight, you right. know. But she fought another girl from the school, uh, Gianna. I hope I get her name right, Vecchio. I think. Uh, what a sweetheart! This kid is fourteen years old. I think going to be fifteen, but fourteen right now. And she fought Paula, and man, they went at it. And you know, I got to give it up to her too because to get in front of a crowd at 14. In a cage. And I mean literally in a cage. Not in a boxing ring, in a cage. You know, yeah. and we've seen guys wilt walking into that place because the ambiance is Absolutely. a little different than uh, than what they might expect. But uh, that kid hung tough, man, and that was, that was a fight. That was really, mm -hmm. they went at it. You know, they've sparred in the gym before, but it was a great exhibition. You know, both of them are going to grow from that, and they had a great time. And uh, I think all the things that you get out of fighting, they both got out of got out of their exhibition, which was phenomenal. Happy to hear it. And Michael Rivera. Mike had a tough night. Uh, he got stopped in the third game, but again, giving up a lot of weight. He looked like a different weight class in there. So that's the first thing. He's a sweet kid. He's a, literally a great guy, but he's... He's got to fight probably 15, Everyone's got an appointment with fight shape. Everybody, they, they have. <laughs> this, is, this is ridiculous. No, because you know what it is? You get, you get in there and you look across the room. I'm like, there's no freaking way. There's, I mean, there's, these guys are like twice the size. Yeah. yeah. You know, because huge. there are people that, even if it's their first fight or their second fight, like a lot of times I like guys, you know, you want to go in, you want to try it out, you, you know, feel train for a yeah. while, you know. But there's people take it seriously, and they're going to get down to the lowest weight they can. And, uh, you know, at this level, it makes a big difference, man, on your first or second fight. If you Psychologically, yeah. I'm sure, as well. Yeah. You look across and see somebody you feel is, is a lot bigger than you. Yeah. Well, well especially when I, I go now, because, I mean, there was six guys fighting, so I was up and down the stairs. But, I mean, when I got down there, Hyatt goes to me, did you see the size of the guy he's fighting? <laughs> I mean, like, uh, you know, when the coaches are looking over and going, well, you're like, there's we, no way these guys weighed in at the same, you see, on the same yeah. scale. You see it as pros. I know that, that when I'm at my most fit, I'm about 183, 184. 
Yeah. And then I look at a Chris yeah. Weidman. Yeah, you wouldn't want to get into the ring. Si- and then I see Chris Weidman yeah, right. across the cage. Yeah, That's with two wanna, different species. You wouldn't want to go into the Golden Gloves at 185. <laughs> trust me. Right, exactly. Yeah. You're just a, a different species from the people you're you're uh, you're going against. Kamozi was just at the gym not yeah, too long ago. Big here. he was. Look at that guy. You want to see that guy across the cage? Like, Absolutely scary. not. Not even a little bit. Uh, uh, truck truck uh, had a rough night uh, at uh, PFL in Washington, D.C., uh, shout out to to uh, Truck and of course uh, Jake Shields also not his night at the PFL in Washington D.C. But watching that PFL, I really like their product. Oh wow! I really mm. like their product. Number one, they're really smart in the way that they do their numbers because they are a- absolutely adding all the social media to it. Oh wow! Nice. So they right. they make the prelims are available on like Facebook and that kind of stuff, so they can say. You know, ten million people have access to this, and they're not oh, yeah, lying. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so you got people like me who are watching this this product. They have every angle, um, and the tournament it, it makes it exciting. Hey, if this guy but wins, I mean, he's can they fight monetize again. Facebook? Is that possible? Uh, they can monetize the advertisements you're seeing but on nothing, Facebook. Nothing crazy. Absolutely, nothing, nothing crazy, but. Probably per hit, per per everything else you see on the on the on the cage there, that you have proper twelve uh, <laughs> who pay for the sponsorship. He's <laughs> everywhere, and uh, and yeah, I mean, what a product! That's a that's a Jake Shields fight. I mean, what what a a product! So they're monetizing through through advertising in the canvas, advertising on the cage, advertisement during the show. Now the regular show comes on one of the NBC channels. So those those do have advertisements. So they they probably do they probably monetize that way, but because they have their sponsors and people that they've picked up money from, they're probably gonna be all right. Wow. Yeah. That's I, a bold prob- statement. I they're probably that gonna NBC be all right. NBC channel is channel but it's, it's like you know, it's like NBC ten thousand. Yeah, you couldn't find it's it. It's like if the eighteenth string yeah, NBC. Exactly. But it's there. It's they there. It's in the conversation. It and, and I actually saw a quest from a question from one of our uh, um, one of our readers that that actually goes to this. This is a lot of pages stuff. This is a lot of pages. And we might be here till Monday. Uh, we might. Oh, Oliver. And a feedback's at uh, MMA and uh, Oliver, he writes, as far as competition, with Eddie Alvarez signing to one championship, does it further the idea that the UFC's undisputed reign is coming to an end? I think in one in one way it, it is as far as people watching other things. I think as far as talent, the, the depth of talent, it's, it's still a ways away. I mean, UFC yeah. is, is by far has the most recognized and and talented fighters yeah, I, I think one thing it means to me is people want to get paid when they fight That's and, and, and they're huge. willing if there's they, there are other options out there you know they're going you know what i mean and that that's the that's what you're seeing now is that guys will bail and they'll get the hell out of there they want to get paid and and i think eddie probably was making decent money you know but uh uh, I think this is a big thing. Him I think that it is. I think that it's it's a big thing to show, number one, that they can get paid, that they do have outlets. I think that 
Ray discussed it. We talked about it before. Not too many people are talking about it much anymore. But the idea that you could put on an event on a YouTube and have it monetized that way. And uh, I think that's tremendous. But having one championship, where I think they're located out of Singapore, um, to have that kind of money from from that area coming in, I think that it's a great idea. Yeah. It's not going to compete with the UFC so much here, but it is going to help fighters get their money, get what they want, a, a bigger piece. Exactly. A bigger piece. They're going to see... They're going to see the PFL on NBC 2000. Right. They're going to see them on Facebook. And they're also going to see fighters being handed a million-dollar check. Yeah. And they're going to wonder why with pay-per-views and billions of dollars and all these channels, we're not getting right. anywhere near and, that. And I think the other thing is for the older guys, the guys that are getting ready to retire, they don't have to worry if the organization's going to be around for another 10 years. They just want to cash out. You know, it's almost like a golden parachute. Absolutely. They built their name up, and they'll, uh, whether one makes it or doesn't make it, if he gets three or four paydays out of that, and it's going to mean the difference, uh, you know, a, a huge difference to his kid's, you know, welfare in the future or his sure. welfare. Yeah, I'm all for it, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it, too, and I think that that – it, competition's good. I think that UFC had that kind of competition. I think they bought out Strike Force and that, right? They right. bought those because they were their their competition. Mm -hmm. So competition's good. Competition will first of all create better cards, lower the price probably of the pay per view cards, and increase just the co the, the general sense of uh, of competition amongst companies. So I think competition's good. Good luck to Eddie Alvarez. Always an interesting fight. And yeah. you know, whatever fight he has at one championship, I'll be watching it. Exactly. Right. I think he's got a big enough name where he could, you know, do what he wants to do, which is great. Yeah, and they're investing in names. They, they, they're, they're the ones that were um, – that's where uh, Henzo Gracie fights. Exactly. He fights at one championship. There's definitely money there. Put, they're putting money behind money, the legends. I think that it's – I think that it's uh, it, it's great. Ray, so while I was gone, Isn't I read. It's crazy how many things happened when you dude, were gone. You weren't even gone that long. I wasn't even gone. I wasn't even gone that far. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even that far yet. It was 93 degrees. Shout out to uh, everyone in Tampa, Florida. We filled up, sold out the University of South Florida. Uh, 700 people. Wow. It was amazing. Congrats. Yeah, it was fantastic. You, so man. shout out to everybody out there. I felt like uh, I felt like a superstar out there, Doctor Sherry. I'm sure you uh, are. And then uh, and then come back here. It's cold. I see uh, I see somewhere along the way Luke Rockhold backs out of the fight. He's claiming some sort of in injury. And uh, and Jacare, Jacare, just like that wide man. And I'll tell you, watching Chris prepare for this fight with Luke. His videos, the intensity, seeing where his mind is, I would back out too. Yeah. I wasn't even signed to fight him, and I wanted to back out. Yeah, wacky, 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 wacky. Friday, Wonder Boys in. We're having great training. Amazing. We meet Friday before I'm getting ready to leave for the Capital. Got what I want to go over with the fight. Talking to Wonder Boy. Weidman's in the bathroom. Wonder Boy gets a call. Next thing you know, he's handing me the phone. I think it's his father wanting <laughs> right. to say hello. You know what I mean? Right, it's, sure. Oh, it's Chris's wife telling me Rockhold's out of the fight. So I'm like, you know, I'm trying to process it as I'm talking. And I go, wow. You know, and then I just gave the phone back to Wonderboy. And then Chris came out. And 
you know, we told him. He's just the way everybody's been trying to call him. He didn't even pick up the phone. So, yeah, so uh, Wonder Boy pulls up a tape on Jacaray. <laughs> we just switched everything. Just like that. Just like that. We just started, you know, uh, yeah, we just switched it over. Had a great workout. And um, he's ready to go, you know. And this is a guy I remember. So, there's a guy that fought Damian Meyer on a week's notice and uh, Alexi or Alessio Sakara on two weeks' notice. So he's no stranger. I mean, the old Chris is jumping at this. And, you know, if we get a bit of that old mentality back, which I think we have, yeah, he's, it's going to be a fun night. He is fierce. Yeah, he is. so he's looking good. And I, I kind of like it. I'm not disappointed, you know. I mean, I think he wanted his rede redemption with Rockhold, but uh, – Look, he's probably going to have to fight Jacare sooner or later, so, you sure. know. And you never know what happens. I, I do think Ron Colchin is banged up from that. You know, it could be nasty, those infections. You know, right, Doc? I yeah. mean, I don't know. Yeah, they can last a long time. You don't think it had anything to do with just fear in general or you mentioning? No, 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 no. Look, I wish the guy is – I mean, all kidding aside when it comes down to shit yeah. like this. I, I got to tell you, I don't think there's a fight um, – I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe he's got the jinx because he beat the crap out of Bisbing and then he got knocked out by him. Maybe that's playing in his <laughs> head. You never know. Nice things. Yeah. I listened to a Michael Bisbing's podcast. Yeah, um, he does it with Louis J. Gomez, the comedian, and I was listening to it. And Bisbing didn't have nice things to say. Uh, I gather he is not a huge fan of Rockhold. He actually said that uh, Rocco pulled out because his vagina hurt. Yeah, and no, so he, he, he didn't uh, have really nice things to say about Rocco. But, uh, but wish, wish you a speedy recovery, Luke yeah. and, and Chris. Onward uh, to Jacques Ray and, and, uh, and wow. Yeah. We already forgot about him. We're on yeah, to Jacques Ray. That's why there's no time. We no. just got to. But I, I hope he's all right. Look, he, at the end of the day, he's a good dude. You know, but, uh, and I really wanted to see Chris – get his redemption and rematch. But, man, this is the fight game. And, you you know, he believes he should be champion. And as a champion, you have to be able to take you on make anybody. those adjustments. And, and, and that's it. Man. And this, this, the same stays End true. Story, that, yeah. that focused, that focused, refused to lose, right. hashtag refused to lose, Chris Weidman shows up and has an outstanding performance against uh, uh, against Jacare and Just as a conversation. Yep. Yeah, conversation Every, Everybody's the in the top five, so yes. it's all good. The, the conversation stays the same. David Branch's new opponent, opponent is Jared uh, Kananier. I, I, I actually feel bad for Branch, believe that's it. I, I listened to his podcast uh, how with, Matt and, uh, oh. <laughs> with Matt and Jim. He's, he's really a good dude. He's man. so good, and I was so happy for him. And then I read that the, the fight got switched on him. Yeah. But uh, I'm happy to see that his name is still on the card and, and – uh, and he still has his opportunity as well to shine yeah, on that yeah, night. So awesome. I'm glad they got him somebody. But I told and you, he didn't get I see David Branch all the time at Henzo's. Uh, he's a great guy. Super nice no, guy. He, there are Always some people who walk him. around like, don't you know who I am? Yeah. He's not one of he's them. He's a really funny guy, <laughs> He's down-to-earth uh, dude. So, uh, so you always want great things for that guy. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like the, the, the UFC 230 pay-per-view card. You got Israel Adesanya. He's on there with Derek Brunson. Uh, you have uh, some good fights going on there. Steam Rolla. Steam Rolla going against Lando yeah, just, Venata. Just left him at the gym, man. He did great. He looks like he's on point, ready to go. So uh should be a good night. Yeah, always uh, always good thing. So so with, with something like uh, 
with something like the the switches in the so like the switches in the fights and all this stuff, do you take that same attitude where you have you've had fights on a Friday night with one group of fighters and a, a, the major fights on a Saturday night and then the next day you're on a plane to go do fight week? Does the same work for you always? Like Friday night's over, gotta move on. Oh Saturday. right, right, right. Actually, right away. Yeah, I, there, there really is no time to. Which stinks because you want to relish in right. a couple of the victories or console some of the people that lost. But honestly, man, the next day, and it wasn't even easy because I got home late. But, you know, they, I had Chris and uh, Wonderboy sparring at 12. I got there a little late. Um, but I must have watched about an hour of sparring straight. You know, everybody had to get their work in. I Quinta was in there. Uh, you know, it was just, it was a big, you know. So that's uh, where your team shines then. Yeah. When, when, you when know, they Mizuki, wanna... Suzaki, I mean, they, every, that's a lot. When you're doing five-minute rounds, that's a long, you know, that two, two uh, you know, it's a half hour for two people. You know, two different sets of people that have this boss. So, so as the head coach, you, your team gets to shine. So you, you have a couple of guys who have a tough night on a, yeah. on a particular fight. Your team shines as they they go around and, and, and help and stay with these fighters. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And that, look, man, that, these kids get great support. I mean, Aljo's at the fights. Ally Quinta's at the fight. Uh, I mean, you know, we ended up all meeting at the diner afterwards. Al went home with the kid. You know what I mean? That's a big thing, man. You know, he's, great. he took his time to, you know, make sure the kid was all right. And, uh, you know, he's got a, a million people. Uh, Frivola was great with the kid in the dressing room because these are all guys. Look, you're not getting out of this game without some sort of controversy right. or a loss or, you know, look at what, you know, Marab's been loss. through. Look at what, you know, yeah. Frivola's been through, Aljo. So, you know, they have guys that they could talk to that not only have gone through the same thing but have went on to – shine right after that and that's really what's going to define you is how you bounce back from this through shit, a loss you know, you know through a loss through, yeah. ally quinta arguably the the best fight he's had has been his loss as far as exactly. getting him to that next level exactly as, as great a victory as he's had i mean he's he's beaten some incredibly tough guys uh from pearson to sanchez i mean yeah. he does all these things but most notably is his loss to Khabib. Yeah, it was a that great really, fight. Yeah, it really showed like, wow, this Iaquinta is really good. Yeah. It's, it's, so sometimes you do have to lose to win. So hopefully someone like the kid uh, will pick up on that. Speaking of winning big and you can change everything, you mentioned uh, Steamroller Frivola. Uh, last time I was at the gym, uh, actually before, before the last UFC fight, Steamroller and I was talking, he was giving me uh, tips on where to go and what to do in Tampa because that's his stomping yeah, grounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, I said, I, I, he said, you know, he's he's looking to be dynamic. He's looking to to, to look really measured and and powerful in this fight. And I said, yeah, you know, the 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 new UFC one standout fight can you'll jump the line. You yeah, can exactly. jump the line. And look, he, and that that same weekend, here's Lewis fighting DC now because he had one standout performance. Yeah. And specifically, a standout conversation with Joe Rogan after so his fight. The moral of the story is always air your balls out after always, the fight. Always. The moral that could be of worth like 500,000 Instagram it followers. It can literally, saying my balls was hot or whatever yeah. he said was really worth a uh, half a million Instagram followers so, and a shot at see, the See, that's the beauty of the beast. It's not what he says. 
it's really how he says it because he's he really means it. He like meant a, it. He wasn't yeah, saying no, yeah, anything he funny. Wasn't, uh, he was he was sharing. What was the last time he had to make a poo poo? <laughs> what did he do last time? He got kicked in the stomach. Yeah, and, yeah. He and it's but he then he was talking about someone's someone's wife once. Like he just says yeah. whatever. He no just filter. says whatever. But he he has for me. I think he's entertaining. I think he's great. I think he's dangerous with his punch. But does he have any chance of beating DC? I mean. He you, always has you always a, punch's have a, a chance. puncher's chance. Yeah, always. You know, what I heard on on uh, uh, on uh, Matt's show, Matt. And I know. James, I, I think I know what you're going to say. Jamie's, Jamie's, Jamie's um, quote. This is good. What this an is amazing big. quote. Big ja- and Jamie. Jamie English. Jamie English, but he's Jamie Concrete. That's yeah, his, uh, his yeah, handle. Yeah. But Jamie English. Uh, Matt asked me about that the other day. He goes, I don't know if it's his, but, but I go, "What? Well, that's so good. good. It's actually." And there awesome. was a few shows ago, and it stayed in my head, and yeah. it reminded me. Said he said a a uh, a grappler always has a puncher's chance, but a puncher never has a grappler's chance. Exactly, and that's true. That's that is so really, that's brilliant. That is brilliant. Um, so yeah, so I think that you're right. He has a puncher's chance, but I don't yeah. think DC is going to stand there and punch with him. Although that's what we said with about him with with Stipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's different. I think that DC would probably want to take him down and tire him out. Very similar to what Khabib did yeah, with which Connor. actually won't be too hard because he <laughs> self-admittedly <laughs> trains two minutes a day. So uh, he gave up that. Uh, <laughs> he gave up that clue about his cardio. <laughs> he showed his cards. Yeah. <laughs> he did. In case you were wondering if he was holding three kings at night, uh, <laughs> he's actually got five cards that don't make any sense at all. So Canelo, you know Canelo in boxing. Yeah. Canelo is now the highest-paid athlete in the world. He recently signed a record-breaking five-year, 11-fight contract. Five-year, 11-fight contract worth a minimum of $365 million. And who do you sign it with, Ray Longo? Unbelievable. The zone. Yep. I tell you, it really is crazy, man. What? How, how did I go from never hearing about this yeah, to, all to the, they just signed a $365 million minimum contract? And I would have uh, never guessed that for Canelo, but I'm, ha- I'm really happy for him. I, I, he's already in the comp. He's already got to be. How does he have eleven fight? I, I don't yeah. even know. Well, he's still a kid. He's still like he's not even twenty eight yet. That guy. He's so. just he's just one of those. He's been yeah, fighting he, since forever. Oh yeah, yeah. He started out young. So look up how old Canelo is, uh, Christopher Dudley. So he has a super middleweight bout against Rocky Fielding on December fifteenth at Madison Square Garden. Uh, and yeah, that's the start of that contract. Three hundred and sixty-five million dollars. Twenty-eight. Oh, that's wow! Right. Yeah. Really so right even on? if he fights three times a year, he's by the time he's thirty-one, he's done. That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? He's twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Wow. <laughs> this shirt is twenty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I can't believe worth. that. He's twenty-eight worth how many million? And I'm sitting in a basement <laughs> he, he already he right we're in a basement <laughs> we're in a basement studio and he's making a he minimum of producer, he has a dollar so i could put gas <laughs> in my car so i could get home for a fight he hasn't even uh, uh he that's hasn't a, even taken yet unbelievable deal that's incredible are we back to content again i, Is I, it content? I think it's content it, it's it. content I mean, I guess in, the, in the long game they don't care about spending the money or losing the money you know, short term. advertisers term, are going to have to go somewhere. Yeah. You have to somebody advertise knows, your stuff. Somebody knows something I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Thirty-three million a fight. 
So, St. Pierre, GSP, who has been uh, training at Henzo's the past couple of days, doing going over some jujitsu with those monsters over there. He would like, if he were to come back, he would like to end Khabib's undefeated streak. What do you think about that, Ray Longo? About them fighting or him ending the streak? Him ending everything? the streak. Yeah, just, uh, I mean, dude, he, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't. I, don't, I just don't even think it's going to happen. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I would, I would well, curious off, because what are they going to fight at? He's not going down to fifty-five. You think Khabib would go up at then? Isn't George a big one seventy also? Uh, I think he's a big one seventy. I mean, you know, maybe not now. He was at the time. Huh. You know, but there's some big, uh, you know, when you look at uh, Darren Till and a couple of the other guys, there's some big 170 pounds. But having prepped someone to fight, well, that's not fair because you didn't prep anyone to fight Khabib. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, having prepped someone to fight each, well, what I would you think? I prepped 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes. He wants 20-minute advice, I have it for him. I think that it would be, uh, it would be interesting. I still think... And, and I'm obviously biased here, but I do really think that um, Ally Aquinta would give Khabib a, a good, oh, a good run that, with yeah. a proper training cramp. The things you guys like about GSP, um, where he, he where he may or may not be better on the ground or grappling, uh, at the same time, Al's better uh, striking. I, I just I really think that with the proper camp and that focus, I really think that Al Al could could beat Khabib. Um, and I can't think of, of anyone else who, 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 who can. I think Ferguson's going to be a good fight. Ferguson? I think that's I a think good fight. A, I think Ferguson could beat him, to be honest with you. He's, he's got those sneaky... Because he's got the... And he's got the, the gas tank, yeah. I think, to survive down there and get back up and act like nothing happened. Uh, you know, the thing with GSP, I mean, you know what I would have loved to have seen? A 30-year-old GSP against a 30-year-old Khabib. That right. I would like. That I would would have would have interested me a lot, right? How old is GSP now? He's got to be going towards thirty seven. I, I think. think somewhere, yeah, thirty eight. You know, I, that I don't want to see. You know, that's that's why I loved. I that's what I loved about the McGregor Khabib thing was that you had two guys fighting in their prime at the time they right. should be fighting. Right. You know, and that's what made that fight really interesting, and that's what makes it. You know, there's you can't say anything. You know what I mean? Oh, now one guy had a layoff. You, you know, you know, one guy almost died in the weight cut. You can come up with a million things, but they were both the same age, both at the top of their careers, and that's what happened in the fight, man. You got to see these guys at their best, you know. So to see, you know, a 42-year-old Anderson Silva fight McGregor, I could guarantee that'll be a glorified sparring match. Right. Nothing more. Right. Well, but again... Those type of, of super fights, I, I, I reference. Well, I, like, again, a super fight to me has to be that they're both in their prime. That's a super fight. Right. Not one guy's 50 years old and the other guy's 30. Not McGregor versus Logan Paul. Right, you know, exactly. Not... <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, I think McGregor versus Khabib was a super fight, you know. But, you know, once it gets past a certain point, you know. Would when, you want when to they, see... when, Like when, Hen, when, uh. Like Hagler fought uh, Hearns and Leonard fought, you know, uh, Hearns. Those guys were in their prime, man. They were throwing down. It was different. So when you get when you can get that dynamic, it's it's perfect. 
That's a super fight to me. Give me a champion. Get Tyrone Woodley and let him face a guy at 55 or 85 or whatever. You know, now. Right. But, you know, the longer you wait, I mean, I don't know. That, that for some reason, doesn't interest me. But, you know, they're going on just, you know, name quality. and they're not Well, that's, a, that's interesting thing. you bring that up because Tyrone Woodley is a name you don't often hear associated with super fights. Yet, he's an incredible fighter. Yeah. Yeah, it's just something about Look something at, about you, those superstars. You, it's it's you don't know who they're going to get behind. Don't. You really don't. Yeah. Look, there's a, there's a good chance that if Khabib didn't jump over the octagon, nobody would he wouldn't have even had this many eyeballs on him with this fight right. even against McGregor. This thing really, although it overshadowed, you know, him getting the belt in the ring and and all of that stuff, it did put a lot more eyeballs on that fight because of what sure. happened so people were interested that he, he became a household name just because of that right like the fight got more eyeballs not exactly him specifically. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah sometimes you just resonate or you don't with that 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 criteria for superstardom so i it, mean like woodley b till i don't know you don't even hear till in the picture of anything anymore woodley same thing you all you hear is mcgregor yeah. and khabib that's it you know nobody even in mcgregor khabib and the Black Beast. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and, and that 155 in the UFC is the most stacked division. I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean, it, it, look. And killer the other, after yeah, killer. And the other thing is, you know, DC's the champ of two divisions. You know, you don't even. It just doesn't. Sometimes it, it doesn't resonate. Like, you, you have every now and then you have a McGregor who who turns out. And again, this is this is from, from my point of view, a, a casual fan who turns out to be a. A really good above average fighter. Yeah. Not incredible. A really good above average fighter. Yeah. Um, who who's really precise and, and hard with, with particular strikes, but not but but he resonated, so he became this superstar. And you have those Tyron Woodleys who seems multi dimensional, really, really good, but for whatever reason isn't resonating and, and it, the same in you know, you have the rock from the WWE. He just resonated. Yeah. He was great. They tried with John Cena. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's no reason you why you what. wouldn't have. He's the all American look. It's, uh, body like you, a. Man, you ever see John Cena in the movies? He's, he's awesome. He's a great actor. Yeah, he's freaking good. He's got. A, he looks like an action figure. He's got all of it. For some reason, you just don't resonate yeah. to superstardom. It, it, uh, you can't. You don't I mean, know why. I'm saying Cena is fantastic. He's amazing. You know, yeah, he's he really just not is. a superstar. Yeah, and so. For whatever reason, The Rock, superstar, has all those same attributes. Superstar, Cena, not really. Tyron Woodley, amazing attributes, just not yeah. translated for whatever reason. And you have a McGregor who's, all right, he's good, he's good, but superstar for so many other reasons. So, so, uh, so who knows? But Jasmine writes in about super fights, and again, feedbacks at MMAandBeyond.com. Jasmine writes. What do you guys think about Khabib calling out Floyd Mayweather or another super fight? How could they possibly fill Cowboy Stadium? Thanks. Um, you know, filling Cowboy Stadium would would be a challenge. I would think they would have to. Huge. It would have How many to people does that hold? I think like eighty thousand. Yeah. Something like that. For a UFC, it would probably be about eighty thousand. Ninety thousand, yeah, <laughs> something ridiculous like that. I uh, mean, McGregor would have to be part McGregor of that. McGregor would have to be part of it. They'd have to have Ronda come back. They have to have 
Right. You yeah. have to put everybody. Who's everybody. Anybody. Right. Logan Paul's. Yeah. He's coming. He's coming in. They'd have that. It would have to be <laughs> have like one boxing match. In it the would world. have to be like John it, Jones against Lesnar. You know, right. uh, probably a rematch with Khabib and, uh, and McGregor. Right. And maybe one other fight. And they well, they, they might stand a chance. Well, they'll know? do the PFL thing. Khabib has to fight twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He gets he gets his wish. He has to fight twice. No, they'd have to do a lot to fill that stadium. I don't think that a Khabib with Floyd uh, would would fill that stadium. Khabib, while he did get a lot of numbers, and of course they broke the the record for pay-per-views with Conor McGregor. Khabib has to know it's because he was fighting Conor McGregor. Right. Uh, if, if you know he he's not going to carry that. So I I don't think too many people would want to see Khabib versus Floyd Floyd Mayweather in yeah, boxing. I mean, yeah, I mean just for the I, reason I just said. Yeah. Too. I mean anybody. Who wants to fight a boxer should be Canelo Alvarez. That's the guy they should be looking at. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And so, um, you know, as far, as far as super fights and filling Cowboy Stadium, they might have a shot. I mean, they, they would have to price it wisely. They'd have to price it wisely and, and, and really, really stack the card. But as you're learning, these cards are, are, are hard to keep together. That's the other thing. Like cards they'd subject they'd to change. Have, they'd have to have a lot of contingencies. <laughs> they'd have to have a lot of people training and uh, training in in the in behind the scenes, getting ready for it. If you could do, if you were playing matchmaker, how would you would you do some sort of tournament? How would you, how would you would you do anything different than the UFC is doing, as far as uh, as far as uh, getting the championships and and super fights and who's who and what's what? Would you do it differently? Uh, I tell you one thing. I wouldn't do the interim championships. Um, I mean, I like the super fights, but again, if it's two guys that are currently at the top of their game that currently have titles, you know, that are actually fighting. If it's a true fighting. super fight, yeah, if it's a true super fight, I think that's a great thing, and they could do. I mean, I'm telling you, years ago in the '80s, man, boxing had. They were making super fights all over featherweights versus flyweights. I mean, whatever it was, guys were moving up. But there were some, even at the lighter weight classes, there were great fights, man. I remember Sal Salvador Sanchez against Wilfredo Gomez. I mean, it was a huge fight at the time. And, you know, Hagler Hearns, Leonard Hearns, those fights were freaking huge. They even a little huge. later, Chavez versus Camacho. They, yeah, they, huge. Yeah. You know, so... I'd like to see it if it's at the right time because then it's really, really intriguing. And I think they have a, a chance to do that. Um, but I think the more they go towards like an entertainment type of model, they're not going to look for that. They're going to look for the complete opposite. Right. You know what I mean? That That's the problem. Right. Because well, they're not really interested in the purity of the sport. The competition they're, they're, of right, it. The entertainment of in, it. They're interested in, you know, in just getting Where the Where boxing, numbers. you're right. They they would have oh, a those, champions those, fight champions. Oh, those fights were... were when sh Chris, look up. When and I'll tell you, these guys were so good that I tell you, guys that moved up five pounds normally didn't do that good. No. I mean, because that's how close the competition... Five pounds in boxing back then was a huge Tremendous. deal. Tremendous. Uh, and me, the it champions was a huge were deal. champions. Champions when were Chavez champions. Chavez fought Greg Haugen, um, Chavez went up and fought Greg Haugen in Mexico in an outdoor stadium. And I want to say there was like 100,000 people there. Can you look at how many people were there? But that was a super fight yeah. where uh, where Chavez was going up to fight uh, Greg Haugen, uh, two champions. 
and Haugen said something like, yeah, he's a champion, but where I'm from, he's our cab driver or something like that. And Chavez didn't yeah, take well to that. Haugen was from Alaska. <laughs> Him and a freaking white bear was the cab driver. <laughs> he, he didn't take Not well that to that. that. 132,000 people to watch that, to watch Chavez dismantle this dude. And I'm going to say if the UFC was on the, kept going on a rise since like Rousey, they probably would have had a shot to do something, but it's definitely not in any of the numbers we're seeing. Definitely a young Julio Cesar Chavez here. He's just a monster, body, head, body, head. I mean, Haugen was a tough guy, but not in a, nowhere near where this guy was at boxing. Yeah, the he was tough. Right, sat him down. Yeah. That's the first round. I think Haugen takes a beating for four rounds or something like that before the referee. Joe Cortez, who looks the same now as he did back then. Say, he, looks exactly <laughs> he looks the same now. But Chavez was just deadly. Always that left. Yeah, poor Haugen. He's got nothing to even make this guy respect him. No, could you imagine, though, Haugen right there at that moment, you're fighting Julio Cesar Chavez in front of 132,000 Mexicans in, a, in Azteca Stadium? <laughs> you better lose. <laughs> you better lose. As Sweet Pea found out, the best you can do in Texas with Chavez is a draw. Yeah, that's funny, man. <laughs> They first announced Sweet P won, and they saw a near riot, and they were like, "Oh, oops, we made a mistake." <laughs> Turns out it was a it was a draw. And what happened? Chavez, what happened? What he end up having? A hundred fights? Yeah, a hundred wins. He yeah. wanted Duke for like a hundred wins, so he went for a hundred wins, and and uh, and then he got the first guy to beat him was uh, was Frankie the Surgeon Randall. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, I remember that fight. Yeah, he he knocked him down and beat him. Look at those body shots, Ray. Yeah, beautiful. Those will turn you into a philosopher in a second. Mm -hmm. Those are big shots, man. And these guys are what, 147? Uh, I'm going to say lighter than that, Christopher Dosa. 147. I'm going to say 147 is where he fought De La Hoya. Was yeah, that, that was later? He went up, though. I'm going to say this is in the 30s. Yeah, so yeah, light so that, Walter yeah, Wade's so probably under 147. Yeah, yeah. yeah Walter Wade wow. was 47. Yeah, because yeah, those guys look small. Yeah, wow. Old school Julio Cesar Chavez. So they filled 132,000. So the, the, the thing, the key is super fight that has some relevance. Right. Like you're exactly. saying. And at I the same do time, it. don't charge $500 for a seat that's all the way in the back. Right. Like, don't yeah. Price it right. <laughs> price it right because remember. So they did how many? 132,000 live. And the PFL probably did about 67,000. <laughs> yeah, it's not looking good. Maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe let's get a small stadium, Steve. A a cowboy Stadium. Cowboy. Do like Friday and Saturday night. You got to pass for both. <laughs> right. You know, we put two nights of fights on. Right. You, you cut off half the stadium. You just do, do it in the yeah, end like zone. When you're doing a live gate, more than what you could get on TV, that's not good. <laughs> right. There's 11,000 standing room in that place. Yeah. It's just it's tremendous. Crazy. It's yeah. tremendous. So, so yeah, they'd have to really think about it, Jasmine. They'd have to really, really think about it. Let's move on with Ken. Ken is feeling the spirit of Halloween. He said, I went to see the Halloween movie, the new Halloween movie, uh, 
good but not as scary as when I was a kid. What are your favorite scary movies? Yeah, speaking of that, Rasig, when are we going to the haunted house? <laughs> I can't hear you. You don't have a date. All right, thanks for that. <laughs> Unbelievable. Scary movies. What the fuck is the haunted house? That it's it's ghost. It ghosted us. <laughs> Holy shit! Well, Went to see good, but not as scary as when. Uh, well, yeah, Halloween one was scary. That was scary. That was that was creepy, scary. That's a, a that's Jason. That's Jason, uh, yeah. right? Mike Myers. Mike, Wait, Mike, Mike Myers. Myers. Yeah. Mike Myers. So no, Jason's Friday the Thirteenth. Mike Myers is Halloween. Um, for me. My childhood was big into uh, Freddy Krueger, Fr uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Those were the scary ones when I was growing up. I mean, the scariest, as a kid, the scariest movie for me was Psycho with, um, what was his name? Anthony Perkins. That picture scared the crap out of me. I was about 12 at the time. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but that was a scary movie. That was really the side. The original Psycho was good. All those Alfred Hitchcock movies yeah. were great. That and the yeah. birds. Yeah. The, but birds. the birds wasn't as scary as that Psycho was brutal. Where does Amityville Horror fall in? In Man. scary movie list? Because it, it seems to be referenced a lot in like real hauntings kind of things, but it... I didn't feel I didn't find it scary. Not a movie. At all. I don't think they did a good job with that. Even Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't know how scary it was as much as it was just gruesome. Like as a kid, where you you were, you know here's a guy with the the hand with the with the blades and he's chopping you open and he's in your dreams. That that concept is super scary to me. But uh, ha have you seen a movie that's really really like it scares you like a, in a haunting in a haunting way? Uh, no, you know what was pretty scary? What were those, uh, were they Rob Zombie pictures, like A Thousand Corpses, or what were those, Chris? What? Yeah, those are scary. Those were pretty scary. With, they had the clown, the yeah, colonel, yeah. whatever. I thought Always that creepy. was, yeah. Those were creepy. I thought they were done really good. Clowns just standing there. I, I don't think clowns uh, too much. Yeah, anyway. creepy no, clowns. No, but it was, uh, yeah, boozy. Dr. Felding, <laughs> or what, what the hell was that, Chris? That was a pretty creepy movie. <laughs> Right, he'll find it. Yeah, I think that Look was that, that was right good. There. Man. You're scared of that? Let's get some good clowns in there. <laughs> Doctor Satan. Yeah, you always need those dopey kids. Eh? Don't have any well, idea they're about to get there. Do you need Heads the dopey kids, off. the jockey, nerdy, dopey kids? You need the chick running through the sprinklers in her underwear. You need all of these things for a proper scary movie. Yeah. <laughs> the Saw movies were kind of scary too. There, that's like more psychopathy scary, as opposed to, as opposed. Did you ever to see this movie, scary. Chris? Oh. No, you should watch it. It's actually it's it's really good. If it's the one with I got to get this one good actor in there. I can't think of his name. 
Because if it's not this one, it's another one. Same type of thing. Anyway, did you did you have a did you have Dr. Sherry a, a favorite Halloween thing? Like I know when I was growing up, actually the day before Halloween was Mischief Night, mm -hmm. yeah. and so that was, was always big. that was always huge to run around with my friends, and we didn't really do anything as mischiefy as much as it was just cool to run around in the dark with all your friends. Exactly uh, around your hometown. Did you have stuff like that? Yeah, that Mischief Night was a big night for us. Yeah, eggings We're and that kind of stuff. Of just Hoodlums. Yeah, there were a lot of houses in <laughs> Manhasset Hills that got egged. <laughs> Guys were chasing us through backyards. Now we were we were sick. My father used to sit on yeah. the roof of the house with a hose, and as people came by and they tried to egg the house, he would just, no way. Oh yeah, yep. He got him back. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> you know, on the night you have to stand on the, on the <laughs> roof with a with a hose is the best night. <laughs> Yeah, the oh, night was, before. Yeah. Was big. This is when kids yeah. went out. Yeah. So, so and there were no play dates. There was just outside. Exactly. And and uh, and yeah. So mis the night before Halloween was just mischief night. And you'd go out. You could egg things. We'd you would you know write things and shaving take cream, toilet paper, and put toilet it up paper, trees, that kind yeah. of stuff. I mean, people always take it to the next level and like burn down a building. But for the most <laughs> for the most part. Uh, we would just do silly things. Yeah, I would think egging, egging, egging each other were the worst. Yeah, but egging people's houses was big, not, yes. not each <laughs> other. That's huge. Uh, that's huge. And then Halloween. How how late into your life did you go trick or treating? Were you an annoying teenager? I would take a child so that I could be an annoying teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, uh, do you still go trick or treating? Nah, I wasn't a big trick or treater. When's the last uh, Elvis? Oh, uh, Elvis was. Uh, that was probably like 82. Karate Kids could in be full the last, swing and your Elvis. That, that could be the last Halloween party I was at. I, I read that coming early 2019, we got the Cobra Kai Season 2 coming. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very we exciting. Got, <laughs> very that's excited very exciting because that. that's on YouTube. There's less and less things on actual TV. There's more and more things just going on on, on YouTube itself. Um you're, so you're not dressing up this year? Uh, as of right now, I would say it would be a no. No. Me neither. I used to, I used to use it as an excuse in my to up till my mid twenties for for a few years to put on my military uniform on Halloween. So I I get fully militaried up, but for, my uniform kept shrinking for some reason. <laughs> it keeps shrinking in the closet. So now no chance of putting that boy boy on. When I got out of the military, I was 147 pounds. Oh wow! And you know they yeah, they 147. fit. I was 147, and and they fit snug. So now there's no chance I'm getting in that thing. <laughs> there's not enough camouflage, <laughs> Doctor Sherry. There, there's just there's sure? just I, I still got a, I still got some extends those things that <laughs> you could use for your pants. <laughs> pants. When I used to go to a fight with Matt, I'd pick him up and I'd say, "I got you an extends to." Uh, <laughs> could loosen your belt when we eat a little bit. Uh, all right, so we got. Let's see what we got. We got Steamroller coming up. We have Chris Weidman coming up. Uh, what else do we have coming up on at the at Law MMA? Oh man, we got Mizuki November sixteenth. We have uh, Austin Halleck uh, fighting at the uh, theater at the Garden. That's he's, huge. That's a huge uh, platform for him. He's a great kid. I'm sure he's going to shine. And we got Raging Al the fifteenth. And word has it, Suzaki might be working on something. So we'll see what happens with that. Oh, that's fun. And that'll be that's this great. year. So 
That's a that's a great way to finish the year. I'll tell you what, some year. You've had some year. The team has had some year for sure. Big stuff, man. We got a couple of really big weeks coming up, man. It's exciting. I'm excited for Weidman. I'm excited to be at the garden. Uh this is great. It's it, it's all good. And I want I want to send a special shout out to Jenny Nadell. And I'll tell you why, Jenny. Every single time I travel, every single time I'm complimented uh, or or told that I'm the inspiration for them losing weight as they've watched me lose weight. I always name drop you, Jenny, but I don't know if I thank you personally enough, so I'm doing it now for everybody who listens. It started with Jenny, and the reason why I, I, I stuck with Jenny for so many years is because in the beginning, she, you know, life always gives you the opportunity to to follow your own words and jenny i i would be huffing and puffing ray you know what it is yeah, to work yeah. with jenny no, no, uh, no. Uh, she did me a solid thing yeah. another day i didn't want to work out because my back's been bothering me but she came in i had a great workout yeah she's and I you had know, dr she, sherry work on my back i feel like a new man you can't beat it she would tell me she, double she'd trouble me huffing and puffing and she'd double say, trouble buddy do what you do what you tell everyone else to do, man. You got to keep going. You take a breath and keep going. And I did it for one month, two months, three months, one year, two years, now three years. And and uh, and so thank you, Jenny. You're always an inspiration to me in, in so many ways. And also you make me laugh. So thank you for that. And anyone out there who's looking to refine, improve, enhance their life, their health in any way, do not hesitate. You've heard Ray say it a million times as well. First thing you got to do is just anything. Just do anything different than what you're already doing, whether it's walking around the block, parking far from work and walking a little bit to get there, doing a push-up, and then start adding things like less bread, less this, that's that. Of course, consult your doctor, right, Dr. Yeah, exactly. Of course, consult your doctor first, but uh, definitely make those adjustments. It's, yeah. never, it's never too late. You, you will get stronger. I don't care if you start with one push-up. It leads to two, it leads to three, it leads to four, and... Four is better than nothing. Four is better than is absolutely better than nothing. It's more than just wanting to. It's it's about it's about doing it. Success is a behavior, no matter what you're pointing it at. Uh, it's not a thought. It's a behavior. So go out there and 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 do it. Make any adjustments, Doctor Sherry. No, I agree with you completely. We've had people as old as eighty-two in the gym who, yeah. right? And we had done a guy really well. in his seventies that was fighting to get his boxing license. He was a an old boxer. Uh, man, why am I drawing a blank? What's his name? Oh, uh, oh his cousin was a famous hockey player. Ron, boom, boom, boom Jeffreyan. Uh, Ron Jeffreyan, the guy was 72. Wow. He was fighting. They had, they had a film crew car uh, following him around probably about 10 years ago, and I think he needed a PET scan, and the, the tests were getting expensive. But he wanted to go back in and box. He was definitely in his seventies. He was definitely playing hard or hardball with like uh, in the forty and over league. Wow. He was skating still too. Uh, yeah, he was good. He was really. Uh, I don't even know where he is today, but he's probably about eighty and still wanting to fight. But he used to come in, hit the big, and uh, matter of fact, he fought um, Hurricane Carter twice. So right. he was a boxer in the sixties. Yeah, he was a. Uh, was a tough dude, great guy, uh, great physical shape. But man, he was—I'm going to say he was in his seventies back then. Easily, yeah. You know, as I'm talking now, I hope he's still around because that was probably about ten years ago. Yeah. Me too. I—it just—it just so—it's so many great things you can do at any point in time. 
uh, I, you, you, and you can inspire others. Uh, and it always inspires me when people say, hey, man, I've watched your, your journey. I always think of Jenny. I think of how Jenny, how emotionally connected Jenny is to all the people she trains, whether it's Ray or it's Paula. Uh, you watch the people at the gym, whether it's a, a Marab who no, doesn't listen. stop, to a bazooka who two – two future champs I just mentioned yeah. there um, who, who all dedicate themselves and they're all doing it one workout at a time, one push-up at a time, one bag hitting at a time. And I think that that's – that's uh, tremendous. No, we got a good group down there. Look, Jenny was with Truck. She cornered Truck uh, in this fight at the PFL, flew home, and came in just to work with me. I've worked me at, out, not me was, working with her. She I was mean. in New York City Friday fights. Yeah. And then in yeah, D.C. for yeah. Saturday fights. I love Jenny. I asked Michelle. her today, how's it feel? I go, welcome to my life. <laughs> now yeah. add Russia. Yeah, right. <laughs> and the and entire Ru trip next to Matt. <laughs> yeah. Add Russia and Matt Sarah. Forgetting what his flight was and having no seat on the way home. Man, that stress <laughs> to your life. That's awesome. Yeah. So shout out to everybody. Shout out to all the listeners. Shout out to Onnit. Onnit, the health and fitness juggernaut. Make sure you check out onnit.com slash MMA beyond. I use the strength and performance. I absolutely love it. It's a great pre-workout. Makes me feel alive. And everyone I show it to loves the ingredients inside of it. So uh, you could check that out if you'd like. If you're getting anything from on it, they have everything from clothing to uh, to snack boxes. Everyone's sending these boxes yeah. everywhere. So they got keto boxes. They got all kinds of boxes, yeah. dumbbells, Every morning, MCT oils from MCT on it. oils from on it. And my coffee. A anything you not want, if you want to save 10%, which I'm sure you do, uh, type in promo code MMA Beyond. Ray, it's great to be back, brother. Yeah, that's good. Congratulations. Very, Thanks, very buddy. happy for me. You're killing it out I'm there. I'm killing it. And shout out. Thank you. When I came back, I was invited to a very nice party from the Irwin family. Shout out to the Irwin family. They have their new show, Crikey, It's the Irwins, coming out on Animal Planet on October 28th. Uh, great night with them. You could, you could follow all of Ray Longo's stuff at Ray Longo MMA. Uh, also catch him on the Anik and Florian podcast every Monday afternoon. Uh, I'm Steve Maraboli, one word. Dr. Sherry, where can they find you? They can find us at Breaking It Down on iTunes. Breaking It Down on iTunes. Loving the podcast. Check it out. Hey, this is MMA and Beyond. Please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. And thank you for those who already have. Those who, who have not, you're wrong. Do it, please. Thank Do you. It. This is MMA and Beyond. We'll catch you next time. Mm -hmm.